0: Hey there, I'm Jen, a pediatric registered dietitian who teaches you how to feed your
1: kids and do it right. And I'm Izzy, a student at UNH, learning all there is to know about nutrition and dietetics with plans to become a pediatric registered dietitian. On our podcast,
0: Mom, What's for Dinner? We dig deep into childhood nutrition and teach you not only what to feed your kids, but how to feed them.
1: Join us for conversations about things like eating disorders, ARFID, sugar, body image, the gut, and so much more. We release episodes every Tuesday morning. We can't wait for you to listen.
0: Izzy's singing. <laughs> no. Welcome back to another episode of Bomb <laughs> What's for Dinner. Today, we're talking about supplements. Yes. Meaning things like vitamins and yeah. I guess protein powder falls in this. Maybe we'll touch on that if we. Yeah, kind need of. To. We're going
1: to focus more on nutri- nutrient, like vitamins and mineral yeah. supplements. Yeah. Okay. Do you take supplements? I don't. I take I do take a vitamin C supplement when I'm at school. Mm. When I'm at college because yeah. there's germ just... breeding
0: ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not that my house isn't one, like with two <laughs> little babes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Doesn't compare to college. No. No. Definitely not
0: used to gross me out so much, like, being at the gym at college and seeing people, like, wipe their nose and touch the machines. It's awful. I think you're smart to take a vitamin C. Yeah, but that's the only supplement I take. We're going to talk more about that. Yeah. Um, Since you asked, I do take a couple supplements. (laughs) (laughs) I take a prenatal because I'm breastfeeding. So, obviously, I took that when I was pregnant, and I take it now. Um, and when I'm pregnant, I really should be taking it now that I'm breastfeeding as well. Choline, which is an important nutrient for brain development for babies and breastfeeding pregnant moms. Really?
1: Yeah. Did you take folic, uh, folic acid?
0: Yeah, of course. It was in my, in my prenatal. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's what I take. Cool. Yeah. Okay. What is the most important thing we need to know about supplements? What do we want our listeners to know?
1: First thing, right off the bat, supplements aren't regulated by the FDA, which I don't think most people know, and it's super, super important. Mm -hmm. So the FDA is basically in charge of making sure that all of the food that we eat is tested, it's safe for human consumption. Mm -hmm. The FDA isn't responsible for supplements, Mm -hmm. and so it's super, super important that if you are taking a supplement, That supplement is what we call third-party tested, which means that a lab tests what is in the supplement to make sure that it is what is said on the bottle. Because supplement companies could put anything in a
0: supplement. Yeah, rat poison. Exactly. (laughs) Well,
1: they could because it's not regulated and you would never know unless there was a complaint made and then the FDA investigates Right, yeah, right. Like, they only will look into things if there's a complaint. Yes. They have a reason
0: to. Exactly.
1: So if it's just a normal supplement that has never gotten a complaint before, Right. there's no, never been any adverse reactions, right. then the FDA isn't going to look into it. So it's super important to make sure that you are finding supplements that are third-party tested. Yeah. And... It's a little frightening because there's so many supplement companies out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And any... I would say more so supplements if you buy them online Mm -hmm. or if you buy them at like a big supplement store Mm -hmm. those are more likely to not be third-party tested but if you buy something in preparation for this episode i was looking at cvs which is the pharmacy that my family uses yeah it's pretty common i'd say across the u.s i think so yeah um cvs has all of their supplements are third party tested that they carry in their stores. All of C V S are? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah, so that's something great to know. So if you're buying yeah. a supplement at C V S, you're huh you're good. Their Shout supplements out. are third party tested. Yes. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's great. But a little thing to look out for is that third party tested seal, mm-hmm. which common ones that you might see are you, a USP or NSF; those right. are two third-party testing sites that are pretty common.
0: Mm-hmm. That yeah. you're,
1: you're most likely to see on on yeah. your supplements. It's like a seal of approval. Yes, right. Like, it's like the, it, this has been tested and it's safe, and yeah. it's what they claim is in the supplement is yeah. truly it's in truly the supplement. in there. Yes. And this becomes really important. Like when
0: I have a kid who I'm concerned about their bones and I'm like, you need to be on a calcium supplement. Yeah. I want to make sure that they're getting the amount of calcium that they need. I mean, yeah, um, teenagers need 1,200 milligrams of calcium a day. That's a lot. Yeah. And if they're not having dairy and their diet is not great, mm-hmm. I need to make sure that they are getting that amount from a supplement and that they're not just having like sawdust from Mm -hmm. someone's garden like you know um in their supplement which you know i i would hope that people making supplements are pretty trustworthy but
1: you never know people do almost anything to make money yeah exactly so it's definitely something to look out for in a big disclaimer yep when you're looking at supplements
0: yep definitely good to know that was that was really Good, and I want to throw out there that probiotics fall into this as well. Absolutely, so yep. those are not regulated. And we did an episode. We've we've mentioned probiotics a couple times, a couple in, different times in yep. our constipation episode, and there was another one that aired relatively recently where we yeah. mentioned probiotics. And so, um, yeah, those are not regulated either. So you just want to be you just want to know that when you're supplement shopping. Yeah, absolutely. I get a ton of questions from parents about, does my child need a multivitamin?
1: Right, or that, just any kind of a supplement in general, but
0: Usually multivitamin, multivitamins yeah. are the big ones, because, and it makes sense, because I work with a lot of picky eaters, mm-hmm. and so they are inadvertently restricting food groups. Yep. Fruits and vegetables can be really tough for kids. Yeah. And so parents ask, do I need a multivitamin to, yeah. for my child? And my answer is always, like it is for anything, it depends. Yeah. Um, So part of my process when I'm doing a one-on-one session with a a child or a family is I'm doing a full diet recall. So I'm looking through everything they eat in a typical day. I do a food group assessment where I ask, all right, so we're in the vegetable group. What vegetables do you eat? We're in the dairy group. What dairy do you eat, et cetera. And from there, I make my determination of whether that child needs a multivitamin or not. Mm -hmm. If a child is eating a really well-rounded diet, even if it's only a few fruits and vegetables, but they're also having dairy, they're having grains, they're eating proteins, they're um, you know eating a wide variety of foods, mm-hmm. generally they don't need a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. They're usually fine. Yeah. There's a few nutrients that I look at really specifically. These are the nutrients that are listed on. The labels under the nutrition facts, Mm -hmm. the vitamins and minerals that are listed there because those are the most common ones that might be missing in the child's diet. And those are calcium, vitamin D, iron, and potassium. Something important to note here is that multivitamins don't necessarily have iron or calcium in them.
1: Mm, Let's talk about why that is.
0: Yeah. Those nutrients are bulky and they're hard to like shove into a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, um, sup- you have to put them in a separate supplement. Yeah. The other thing is that iron and calcium compete for absorption. Yeah. And so if you put iron and calcium in the same supplement, they almost like cancel each other out. They're go- yeah. You're going to have a hard time absorbing them both. It's going to be one or the other or none. Right. So those are nutrients that I am always looking at. The kids who aren't eating fruits and vegetables and are not eating a wide variety of grains and dairy, those are the kids that I want on the multivitamin mm-hmm. just for insurance. And I want to be really clear here that multivitamins do not replace a balanced diet, yeah because the way that nutrients and foods work is they work really synergistically and there are compounds in foods called phytochemicals that have health benefits that you're not gonna find in a multivitamin. You might find some, um, you know, the supplement companies are getting savvy with including like all these different types of phytochemicals and whatnot, but nothing is going to be as natural Mm -hmm. and well absorbed as the nutrients from the food. So you should think about any sort of supplement that you take as insurance on your diet and not the thing yeah of where you're getting that nutrient from
1: yeah absolutely so we talked about kids who might not need a multivitamin let's talk about kids who might need a multivitamin or a supplement in general a supplementation of a specific nutrient Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so kids who might need one other than those sort of extreme picky either type kids Sometimes the kids who have multiple food allergies... Yeah, that's such a big one. ...might need one. Yeah. So generally... So say a child has a dairy allergy, mm-hmm. they're probably going to need like a calcium and vitamin D supplement because they can't have any dairy. Right. Um, but the kids who have co-occurring food allergies, say they have dairy, soy, egg allergy, wheat allergy, you know, these co-occurring ones, Yeah. that's going to eliminate so many foods that they just can't have, and so they're gonna need to get those nutrients somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So that's a population where I'll say, all right, you should probably be on a multivitamin.
1: Yeah, and then if a child is diagnosed with some sort of absorption disorder, I feel like that's another big one where the supplementation might be be needed. For sure, Um, and that would require
0: A workup by a doctor figuring out what are they malabsorbing? Yep. Um, And this is usually the case with disorders of the GI system, the gastrointestinal system, because that's Mm -hmm. where absorption takes place. Yep. Um, So I think usually a gastroenterologist would be diagnosing something like that, and the GI doctors are pretty savvy about knowing what vitamin or mineral that child might need. Absolutely. Um. So we kind of covered multivitamins, right? So if your child eats a fairly well-rounded diet, they probably don't need one. If they're extremely picky or they have multiple food allergies, not a bad idea to have them on one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if your child has a dairy allergy, unless they are consuming adequate amounts of calcium and vitamin D fortified foods, so that would be like plant um, milks almond milk or swine milk or Mm -hmm. rice milk or something like that or they're eating you know the almond yogurts or whatnot really consistently and every single day they're probably going to need calcium and vitamin d um and you can find vitamin d in multivitamins so you can take a multi to get your vitamin D needs. I mean, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. A multivitamin is not going to hurt you. The only time I would say we need to really avoid a multivitamin is if it has iron in it and your child has a condition called hemochromatosis, which is an iron overload in yeah. the body. So then we really wouldn't want to do it. Right. Um, but generally, multivitamins are pretty safe. They're pretty harmless.
1: Yeah. Um, so speaking about harmless, mm-hmm. I do just want to bring up. A certain danger of supplements other than the fact that they're not regulated by the FDA and that is that when you take a supplement say it's a vitamin C supplement just for example the concentration of vitamin C in that supplement is very very high right so if you look on the back of the supplement it might say 300 percent daily value, which means it's that one supplement contains 300% of what you need per day of vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily an issue when you're talking about vitamin C, but certain vitamins and minerals do have levels where they get toxic.
0: Right. And these are more the fat-soluble vitamins, Yes.
1: right? So we have the fat-soluble
0: vitamins, which are A, D, E, and K. Yep. And then we have the water-soluble vitamins, and that's the family of B vitamins and vitamin C. Yeah, It's not really a huge issue to take a whole bunch of vitamin C other than it being sort of a waste of money. Right, (laughs) yeah,
1: because if you take so much, you only absorb a certain amount of that, and then anything over that, your body isn't using, you're just excreting.
0: You're excreting. You might experience some gastrointestinal discomfort. That's sort of a symptom of vitamin c overdose not overdose but like overload
1: yeah
0: um but it's not necessarily it's not gonna hurt you all that bad it's just uncomfortable um but we do get into issues with toxicities of the fat soluble vitamins a d e and k Mm -hmm. um vitamin a toxicity is especially important for pregnant women to avoid because it can harm an unborn baby Um, And yeah, we just don't want to overdo it on anything. Yeah. So that's a really good point that you bring up.
1: And when we say that, I just want to be super, super clear that this vitamin overload or mineral overload would never happen if you're eating a normal diet. This Mm -hmm. will only happen if you're taking a supplement. Right. Right. So that's the only time that that could be a danger i just want to be super clear that people aren't like oh my gosh i'm gonna to eat too much vitamin a yeah from like my fruits and vegetables and however
0: like- ironically if you eat too much vitamin a like from carrots or something your skin can get kind of pigmented yeah
1: it can get it's, a little more orange it's not a huge deal
0: <laughs> um but that can happen so too much of anything is not a good thing i think is our right. bottom is our bottom line yeah um Let's go back to, um, let's talk about iron supplements because that's a really big one in the pediatric population. They see a bunch of kids are walking around anemic. Yeah. And this could be due to multiple things. Um, A lot of kids don't like meat. They don't like the texture. They don't love the flavor. It's chewy. So there's that. A lot of kids are drinking a ton of milk, Mm -hmm. which displaces iron-rich foods in the diet, and milk just has no iron in it. So, right. but it has that
1: calcium and vitamin D. It, it does. Right, exactly.
0: So, like, they might be doing really great with their bones, but their iron status is low. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend anyone put their kid on an iron supplement unless their doctor tells them to, because iron can be very constipating. Yeah. And we don't want to create an issue that we don't need to. Yeah. Of course, we don't want to create issues, but, like, that's a pretty significant one that we don't want to create.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and if your child does need an iron supplement you should also learn the foods that are good sources of iron so that eventually we can come off the iron supplements and get adequate iron through the diet and that is where dietitians come in handy because yes. we know all about that stuff yeah <laughs> um we touched on probiotics they're not regulated i just want to say here again that unless there's a specific reason to take a probiotic such as your child was just on an antibiotic or they're currently on an antibiotic or they do have some severe IBS or there's Mm -hmm. some reason probiotics generally are not needed yeah they are way more hyped up than they should be yeah and again if you if you put a probiotic in an already pretty healthy gut you're, those bacteria the healthy bacteria and the probiotic are not going to take up housing in your gut and like live there and colonize yeah you're gonna poop them out yeah so unless there's a good reason to take a probiotic don't bother yeah eat some yogurt get some natural probiotics if you mm-hmm. like yogurt and you would like to do that but um the supplement industry is definitely really overhyped and i and i don't want to discount all supplements some are very helpful for certain conditions when we get into um for example like epilepsy or uh, connective tissue disorders and and things like that but if your child is pretty generally healthy they eat pretty well they're probably doing just fine Mm -hmm. without all the
1: supplements pregnancy is one of those of course. instances where you need
0: of course pregnancy veganism right like yes as well. we talked about that too yeah in our
1: vegan or vegetarian episode.
0: um yeah but so um oh this brings us to immunity supplements yes oh my gosh let's talk about these yes
1: yeah, so we talked a little bit about vitamin c and how it can be sold in mega doses which you don't really need so if you're looking at a vitamin c supplement which we'll get into if they actually do much of anything, Mm -hmm. but just look for one that's pretty low on the percent daily value. If you look Mm -hmm. at the percentage on the back, you Mm -hmm. don't need one that's like 2000%. Yeah. It's not going to do any more for you than the 100% or the 200%. -hmm. So just keeping that in mind. Yeah. And when we were preparing for this episode, you, Jen, actually told me something that I didn't even know. And I take a vitamin C supplement. So Mm -hmm. tell me about the common cold and yeah. vitamin C. I think a lot of people assume that if they take vitamin C,
0: that they won't get a cold. And it's yeah. good for immunity. Vitamin C will not prevent colds. Yeah, It will shorten the duration of the cold by a couple of days mm. and perhaps some of the severity of the symptoms. So, I mean, it's not like it's useless. It's not going to make you this invincible superhuman who doesn't get sick
1: which is a misconception that I didn't even know when I take a vitamin C supplement. Mm-hmm. So that tells you kind of... Yeah, and you're a nutrition student. Like exactly. You would, like people ask you like, Izzy, what do I do? It's like, yeah.
0: well, we don't all know everything. Yeah, right? exactly. And I'm still <laughs> in
1: school, so I'm still learning.
0: Exactly. exactly. Um, but the immunity supplements. All right. I know lots of people who take immunity, like multivitamin, like for immunity Specifically, Mm -hmm. so I wanted to talk about one of these. I'm pulling up the link to just sort of a really normal. This is like a immunity jelly bean designed for kids, and I want to talk about what's in this and if anyone really needs this. (laughs) So let's see. Here's the ingredients. All right. So here's a serving size is two jelly beans. By the way, for our listeners, we are recording in quite a rainstorm. So if you hear background noise, that's all that is. (laughs) Yeah. Just some rain. Just some rain. So Immunity Jelly Beans. Here is a product serving size is two jelly beans. Contains 45 milligrams of vitamin C, 25 micrograms of vitamin D, and 1.2 milligrams of zinc. So... That's all that's in here. This is not like an all-encompassing multivitamin. This is just an immunity supplement. Marketed towards kids. Marketed towards kids. All right. The vitamin C content, 45 milligrams. That's about as much vitamin C in like a clementine. Yeah. So if your child just eats a clementine, they're good. Or if they eat a whole orange, they've met their vitamin C need for the day. The vitamin D is significant in here, a thousand IU's, which is so most kids need like four hundred IU's a day. IU mm-hmm. is international unit, so like yeah, there's a whole bunch of vitamin D in here. Usually, the people who are taking these immunity supplements are also taking a multivitamin, yeah, because you know they're like, well, if one is good, two is better, yeah. Um, so. The vitamin D is probably already in the multivitamin that they are taking. Mm-hmm. And so this is just extra vitamin D that they don't need. Yeah. And then the zinc, 1.2 milligrams. So your child could meet that same amount of zinc intake from, like, a couple of chicken nuggets.
1: hmm
0: And some other foods that are really common to kids. Breakfast cereal. Yep. Cheerios. Or some other fortified cereal. Um, So I really... Don't feel like these immunity supplements are necessary.
1: Yeah.
0: And the first ingredient is sugar. And they're jelly beans. So take that for what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Let's eat some Cheerios, a Clementine, some milk, and, like, there's your immunity supplement in there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then you don't have to buy the supplement that is probably can be expensive.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. Especially if you can be... You can be getting those nutrients from whole foods that maybe you're right. already a- eating or <laughs> you are you have them in the house already. Yeah. I tell people all the
0: time, I would rather you save your money and spend it on foods, like fruits and vegetables, yeah. rather than supplements.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that. Yeah. So this week's Genesis Healthy, we are talking about hummus. Hummus. Yeah. So we brought hummus up when we were ta- – talking about our snacking episode i think yes mm-hmm. but let's really dive into it let's dive
0: into hummus so do you like hummus i do yeah me too i go through waves sometimes i'm like on yeah a kick, me too and then i'm not on a kick me too i'm on one right now yeah yeah hummus is made out of chickpeas yep so good source of fiber and what else is in hummus oil
1: yeah garlic usually oil garlic
0: maybe lemon
1: yep tahini Yep. Which
0: is sesame seed paste.
1: Yeah.
0: I think hummus is great. Mm-hmm. I have no qualms with it. Um, what I really want people to know about hummus is that it's really more of a fat source than a protein source. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because there has to be so much oil in it in order to make it that creamy puree consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a bad thing because fat is also, it's filling, right? Yeah. So if you have carrots... They're not going to hold you over that long. Whereas if you have carrots with hummus, it is going to hold you longer. Yeah. But it's not a good source of protein. So if you're someone who struggles to meet their protein needs, then we just want to look at other sources. Mm -hmm. But I've got no qualms with hummus. And in fact, I recommend those dessert hummuses to people too when Mm -hmm. they're like, I just needed something sweet, but I don't want to eat like frosting. (laughs) Yeah. What do I have? Um, They're pretty good. Yeah, they are pretty good. So, and they, you know, for what they are, I mean, it's still a treat. Chocolate hummus is still sugary, Um, but it can just give you that little sweet that you need with a little bit of fiber, a little bit of protein. Yeah. I'm not really asking people to make sure they have protein when they just want something sweet, but, you know. It's a good plus. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're fine. Yeah. Um, And like we say with everything, don't overdo it.
1: In moderation. In moderation. Totally good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm all good with hummus. Yeah. As long as people know it's really more of a fat than yeah. a protein.
1: Yeah. And hummus is also super fun to make at home, too. Yeah.
0: We have a whole... If you have time. We have a whole page of hummus snacks in yes. the Ultimate Guide to Creative Snacks. Yeah.
1: I love making hummus at home. I and know. I make I make white bean hummus. Yeah. So it's not chickpeas. It's like cannelloni beans as the yeah. base. Mm-hmm. So that's really good, too. Yeah.
0: I really love the taco seasoning mixed yep. in the hummus. Yeah, that's, that's a good a really, one, too. Yeah. Taco seasoning mixed in hummus. So it's almost like taco dip, but it takes one second to make. Yeah. It's great. Um, if you need hummus ideas, Izzy and I created the Ultimate Guide to Creative Snacks, which yeah. is available on jendalandernutrition.com slash shop. And it's got tons of snack ideas there's a whole page devoted to hummus and different things that you can do with it. Yeah. So check that out. And if you like this episode, make sure you rate and review.
1: Yes. And
0: uh, we will see you next time. Yeah. Have a for, great week. For more nutrition fun. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mom, What's for Dinner? If you like what you hear, please be sure to rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you need recipe inspiration or want to find out more about how to feed your kids, head on over to jenbelandrenutrition.com and check out the videos, blog, and shop tabs.
1: We'll see you soon for another episode.